Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoop Swirl on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Hello, welcome to another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is, uh, it's going to be a small, uh, short show tonight. Uh, the crew is not together tonight. We all have things going on. I'm out of town, so I'm doing a remote broadcast. Our guest is going to be Anthony Davis, and we'll be chatting with AD here uh, in just a few minutes and uh, talking about a lot of things that have been in the news this, this past week. And uh, we'll be back next week with the full crew, and our guest will be Bob Case from the International Boxing Association, so we'll have a chance to chat with him next week. Uh, But uh, tonight, it's uh, just myself and AD. I'll be giving AD a call just momentarily uh, for tonight, February 11th, 2015. Hope everybody's had a great week, and uh, let's let's get ready to get this rolling. We're going to take our first quick break and come back and get AD on the line. You're listening to Swoops Road on the Talk Story Radio Network. And we'll be back right after this. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sean Paul on the wall. You're listening to Pleasure to have Anthony Davis back on the show. Uh, AD is a five-time national champion at uh, USC for football and baseball. Played in the NFL, the CFL, the World Football League. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. It's always uh, always good to have a chance to chat. And there's so many things in the news this week that we want to, we want to cover and uh, get started on that. Let's start off with you know you and I have talked many a times about the press 
Uh, we talked about how Marcel, Marcel Lynch doesn't like to talk to the press. Uh, you said you've had some issues uh, uh, talking with the press also. And then this week, uh, the past week, we hear this story about uh, Brian Williams and kind of making uh, making up stories. Well, here's the issue. And I think it's really unfortunate what happened to Brian Williams being, you know, a professional up to this point, what he did. That's the reason why these modern-day athletes and people just don't trust the press, just because just, just, just exactly what he did. Now, I've had some issues with the press. Now, they were in the ballpark and talking about my certain situations, but they didn't get it right. And they didn't get it right in the crucial issues and stuff. And that's the same thing with Marshall Lynch and everyone else. But, see, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care what anybody says about me. The only thing I care about is what the people close to me care about. Right. So if anybody wants to take shots at me and they want to fabricate so to, 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 to put a, a chip on their shoulder to say, hey, look at me and this is what I did and I got this on this guy. Well, first of all, uh, you have no credibility. And especially when they're dealing with people dealing with unscrupulous and scrupulous people and getting information from unscrupulous people. So the, the so so the, the the bottom line is that Brian Williams and what he did just more emphasize the people that you can't you can't trust the press, and so now we, we develop a culture in our society. As far as I'm concerned, is that the internet is great, but the internet is evil. So and so whenever you write stuff, you got to be accountable for yourself. You say something, you got to be accountable for for yourself because if you get caught, you know you're gonna pay a price for it now. So and I can believe now that people who look at TV, who hear the radio, or see it in print, no, I think that what they do, they probably skeptical of 50% of it, and they really don't know if the other 50 is, is the truth or not, or it's fabricated. Well, I think what, what, what it did, this thing was set back the news agency now because what he did, and, and even the topic of what he did and how he did it, and we're talking about over in the Middle East, and saying, making statements like that, and these people are really putting their lives on the line saying he was part of the fighting. I mean, come on. I mean, why do you even say that? Right. Just tell the truth. You know, just tell the truth about the situation. So, I mean, but, but, it, but I believe that now people see that, and it just it affects everybody in the news business who are some decent and honest people. You know, you know, a lot of times people talk about the press. You know, there was a time, and I guess, you know, there some, a lot of news agencies still do, but uh, they wouldn't go to print unless they could verify, you know, verify their sources, verify stories, uh, and things like this. And uh, when people come on TV, and, and that's, you know, especially somebody like Brian Williams, you know, this is your nightly news guy. People get, a lot of people, that's the only news they get. And so you take people for their word as a, as a um uh, report the news. You know, when you talk about the internet, it's it's actually in in a, in a sense opened up a lot of avenues for people to kind of do their own fact checking or get their get their news from multiple sources, as opposed to you know when you know years and years ago it's just three networks and you know three nightly news re- reports and you had to take take them for their word. But now with uh, with all these checks and balances, even then this this is what the story is several years old still. And apparently, people have been talking about it over the years, but. He's been denying it and whatnot, and he finally had to come clean. Um, you know, it still took a long time to, to to make it to the surface. Well, I think I think the reason why he came clean because I think it was it was the armed forces people or some soldiers that were there with him who said it didn't really didn't happen. He was not in that helicopter when it happened. So that's one of the reasons I believe he had to come. To, and there's a few other factors, but I think the fact that the soldiers there who knew he was there with him uh, on assignment is one is one put pull, pull, put into the carpet about. Whether it's the truth or, or 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 false, and that, I think that's what it was, and I think people pushed him to the to the wall. Hey, wait a minute, this guy is saying this, and you're saying this, and so far, 
they're going to go with the soldier. <laughs> I mean, you, know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, you know you're being shot at up one of them helicopters. I mean, you know it. Right. So I'm just saying. So uh, I believe that's, that's the reason why he was called to the carpet, because the soldier saying that did not happen. Well, uh, another thing that came, uh, came up regarding uh, falsification, now, I know you played in the, in the Little League World Series when you were a kid, and uh, this week they, they, the Little League World Series has revoked the uh, championship from uh, Jackie Robinson West uh, based out of Chicago. Apparently they had players that didn't live in the district. They kind of falsified the district lines, uh, created a super team, and uh, they eventually uh, the Little League World Committee said they actually had no other choice but to take that away from them and award it to the Las Vegas team, uh, you know, what do you think? We t- we're talking youth sports here, man, and and people are going that far out to cheat. Um, what's what's going on with that? First of all, I mean, you go you 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 go at all costs, and I mean that's really unfortunate. And it's even bad for the kids from with Salt Lake City who 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 got beat by the, the team from Chicago. I mean, they don't feel bad by having having that award because they got beat. <laughs> you know, what I mean, and even even the kids at that age, they 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 say, well. We really didn't beat them, you know. Even if they cheated, but still on the on, on the field of play, those kids didn't feel good about getting that award. I mean, it just messes the whole tournament up. Frankly, it tarnishes the whole tournament. And the people, and what they, I don't understand is how parents can go to lengths of doing it. If that was really justified, that they really did so, and really did all of that, and brought kids from different districts, and and and, and I mean, come on. I mean, that's really unfortunate. It breaks the kids' hearts because it's the kids that, that, that paid the price for it. Right. And I, and then the people heading up the whole Little League thing, the whole Little, Little League World Series, I mean, they should have been on top of that right away. I mean, you should have verified all this right away. Who's running the situation with the Little League World Series situation? They should make sure that every team is qualified and not have done any legalities or any cheating before they even step into the, the, uh, the tournament play. It's it's amazing, uh, and like you said, the, the people that get hurt are the kids. And um, and I agree with you about uh, awarding to the other one. I, I listened to somebody talk. Uh, I don't remember who it was, uh, but they were talking about, you know, when they take away these wins and, on the collegiate level, and they say, well, you're no you're no longer the national champions from you know five years ago. And the guy says, you know, when we see our buddies that played on the other team, we still know we beat you. So it doesn't really, it doesn't really affect us that big, big a deal. I mean, it hurts. It might hurt the university some, but it doesn't. It doesn't hurt the guys who actually played the game because they know they went out there and they won. Um, and so the ones that really do get affected by this because uh, you know, were the kids because they shouldn't have been on the field in the first place. Shouldn't have been. I mean, it's just a sad thing. I mean, whenever you have that allegation of that, and, you, and I don't care what level it is. I mean. From the NFL, baseball, little league, youth football, whatever. If you're doing that, I mean, at the end of the day, it hurts the kids, it hurts the other the ball players. And, then, and like you said, also, even though they did strip the title, everybody knows what the outcome was. But I mean, it, but, but the fact that you got to strip it, it just it, it just messes up the whole tournament play, the whole competition thing, and it, it just a bad taste in your mouth. You know, just often. I mean, I, I mean, if I got beat by a team, regardless of how it was assembled, or whatever they're doing, I would still feel bad that we didn't we didn't beat that team. Right. Period. I mean, it just it's it's just a whole messy scenario when you have people doing that. Agreed. Um, you know, one of the things that you and I have talked about, and we've talked about on the show uh, several times, especially in the last few weeks, is about um, you know the coll- collegiate athletes. And, uh, you know, the, the graduation rates. And I just I heard a unique statistic this week because uh, I think Dean Smith passed away. 
And uh, one of the statistics they said, he graduated 96% of the players that lettered uh, under him, uh, you know, over the course of his career, which is pretty an amazing statistic. That's phenomenal. I mean, and what I understand, Dean Smith had a lot of respect from his players, Michael Jordan. I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. In terms of what he did and what he demanded on and off the court. And uh, it's monumental, and it should be people like that. Uh, I've listened to some of the interviews with some of the past players, and uh, some of the things that were said about him, uh, you know, were very unique. Uh, one of the players said, you know, every minute, every second of practice had a purpose. And he said, and and when he told you something, it was it was instructive. Instructive, he said he taught you. He said he didn't ever just tell you to suck it up or you know whatever. He said anytime he spoke to you, it was it was a teaching moment. And everything. And he said we knew from the moment we walked through the onto the gym floor for however long that practice was, every minute of that practice was going to be useful and purposeful and showed you know when they when they went out and played the games. Absolutely. Just, just, just think. He had, he had the greatest basketball player in, in 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 basketball history, on that team, and then he had another one in James Worthy. Went on with the, with the, with the with the Los Angeles Lakers and won four championships, respectively. Yeah. So I mean, he had he had plenty of players that had champion pedigree, and it all started with him. So that says a lot for him. So far as I'm concerned, you know the. Uh, you know, the two top three, the three guys that I think about in, in, in basketball, especially the collegiate level, of course, Wooden, Dean, you know, Dean Smith, uh, uh, Bobby Knight, Patino, and, and, and on down. But it starts with those, this, it starts with those three right there, you yeah. know, in my, in my book. You, you can say whatever you want about Bobby Knight, but he managed the d- discipline. But Dean Smith, ha- ha- it was like a slick flox, and he made, him ha- he made it happen. And he had he had the he had the best ball, basketball player in 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 NBA and in uh, a lot of people say in uh, in collegiately as well. But uh, you can see the, 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 it's all in the pudding. Yeah, he was great. They said uh, Michael Jordan had so much respect for him. He, every game he played on the professional level, he wore his uh, uh, collegiate shorts underneath his game shorts. Uh, that that was that was his thing. Uh, you know, he he said he had that much respect for the university and that much respect for the coach. That that was, and not not even like, uh, superstition wise. That was just his his show of respect for him. That he wore his uh, collegiate uh, shorts underneath his uh, game shorts on the professional level. Yeah, that's that's great. That's a great that that, that is a, a monumental thing. And uh, I take my hat off to George for respecting a university and his coach that way. The. Um, the uh, we're, we were talking a few weeks back, you know, when the, the collegiate football was still going on, and, and you made a point that you thought that uh, Jameis Winston uh, was still going to go probably one or two and be ahead of Mariota. And I swear they, they must be listening to the show because I heard a lot of uh, a lot of pundits this week talking about how much they thought Mariota's stock had dropped and uh, he probably wouldn't go, you know, until. After he'll he'll definitely go after Jamison and probably go you know down. Uh, I think they said he's looking at going to the Jets is probably the first ones that have a chance to that are interested in him to pick him. Well, the thing is, you know, the kid is definitely a great athlete, and you know, and uh, fundamentally he's sound. But the but but in my here's my football opinion. I mean, Oregon his look was nice. They were flashy uniforms, the whole deal, the spread offense, the up tempo thing. Well, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. 
definitely in the NFL, and it, does, it didn't work against a top teams like Ohio State with their defense. They're big and fast. And when you stop that up-tempo, then you got to start – got to play another game when you do that because, see, he doesn't, he doesn't get under the center. He snaps it. Everything is quick. Everything is, 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 is uh, finesse. It's, it's, Oregon didn't display power football in all his career. He's got to learn how to play the position all over again. Can he do it? Yes, he can. And whoever, whatever organization he goes to, they got to be patient and take their time to do it. He's got to play within the pocket with his given ability, athlete, which he's a great athlete. He's got size. He's got everything else. He's got to work on his release from the pocket. His three, his five, and seven steps. You know, he's got to throw that, that, that short, the intermediate, and that long one. And, and, and he's got to develop the touch. I think he has all that. But he's got to get in the system with the pieces around him and make that happen. But it didn't demonstrate that at Oregon. And they were exposed when they played Ohio State. Because when they stopped that, that, that flex and that spread offense, where they did up-tempo offense, well, they had to play another game. They were forced to, to deal and compete with Ohio State at their level. Right. Well, it always proved they were bigger. They were faster. And, and, and the telling point is whenever a team, I don't care what level it is, if you can have four turnovers and still beat you by 21 points, that's telling you something. That basically said that certain teams, and I believe that Stanford would have, would, 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 have, would have fared better with Ohio State, and even my Trojans would have done match better with them based on what they were doing. But I would still think that they would have beat, beat both SC and Stanford because I think systematically uh, they were superior in terms of what they were doing with their, with their pieces. Right. Well, it's, it's interesting that, uh, you know, we, you've, you've spoken about this before, uh, you know, the, the, the quarterback, especially the quarterbacks that come out of programs where they're not playing with a pro-style offense, having to make that transition. Um, and it seems like, you know, for a lot of them, even though they're great athletes, it's been a difficult transition for a lot of them. Well, first of all, it is a difficult thing because first, here's the deal: you got to learn how to play in the pocket, and then all that other stuff is is icing on the cake. The fact that Marietta could run and do it, and make stuff with his legs, that's all great, but you got to learn the pro style offense. If you go into the next level, you got to be able to do it because you're going to have defensive ends and stuff on a consistent basis that are coming down your throat. You can definitely say, like, let me go back to the Patriots and Brady. Brady can't scramble. He doesn't have any speed. He's not mobile. But, for, but from his chest on up, he's one of the best. His arm and how he thinks. So, therefore, Belichick has to build pieces around him to offset the weaknesses that he has. You see? Right. But, 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 but physically, does Marriott have more tools than Brady? Absolutely. But he, he doesn't have the experience of playing within the pocket like Brady. And that's one thing. Brady's under the center. He takes a shotgun. He does it all. Well, Marietta is mostly shotgun, spread, up-tempo, and, and finesse offense. So that is the situation that's got to be adapted for all quarterbacks going to school. And, and, I, and I, what I suggest to kids is that you go to a school, if you've got the ability, you go to a school that's going to develop you for the next level. And if you're not doing that, you're fooling yourself. Okay, you'll see some of that stuff. You'll see it a little bit in Chip Kelly. But guess what? Chip Kelly with the Philadelphia Eagles, he's going to dash his game because people are catching up with that. So you got to play within the pocket. Then everything else is icing on the cake. Right. Wow. 
<laughs> I, I like to see I like to see some of these guys you know be able to make that transition without without the difficulty that you know some of these ones we've seen uh, you see these guys do it and and like you said it's it's all about getting in the right system and uh, hopefully uh, you know hopefully uh, Marietta it does and uh, like you said he's a talented kid and he's got a lot he's got a lot to offer and you know the right program uh, you know he might get into it and and, and be uh, very successful. Well, let me say this to you you know if if if, if Oregon had beats across the line like Ohio State and doing that, it would have been a serious game because, look, they outweighed the Oregon, I think, by 15, 20 players per, per, per player on the average. Right. And they were big and fast, and they had comparable speed as Oregon. So, therefore, uh, 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 like I said, when you stop that flex, when you spread that offense like that, and that up-tempo thing, then, then you're in no man's Okay, what do you do when there's somebody stopping So, uh that's my whole deal on that. And I said, first of all, I can say, hey, Oregon, you need to abandon that system. Or if you're going to keep that system, you, be, you, you, you better be able to adjust and play some power football. You run at people. Because a lot of times when you run at people and they still can't stop you, that's one of the most intimidating factors on football field. When they know it's coming and you can't stop it, that is football. That is <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you got you got real low there for a second. I don't know if it was on our end or on your end, but uh, you got real low. So uh, I'm trying to adjust the levels here. Uh, one of the other things uh, uh, before you, you know, let's let's since we're on football, let's talk football. Um, uh, and, and we did kind of talk about some falsifications this week. Let's talk about this. Uh, you know, I know you're big on uh, on supplements and, and brain injury and things like that. Uh, GNC. Uh, it's been alleged that they have uh, had herbal or, or what do they call it? herbal uh, uh, supplements out there that didn't have the herbs that they say were, were in them. And uh, apparently, one of the one of the uh, I think Air, uh, Florida filed a, a lawsuit. New York's looking at them. Uh, they said specifically they're uh, plus ginkgo biobla and they're herbal plus uh, Saint John's wort and they're herbal plus. Ginseng and GNC's Herbal Plus Echinacea uh, right. said they didn't didn't contain what they said they would contain. They said they may have contained rice, garlic, wheatgrass, pine, or no plant substance whatsoever. As far as the uh, the lawsuit goes, um, what were your thoughts on that upon hearing those things? Well, first of all, obviously, GN somebody somebody broke that stuff down and found it wasn't in there. You know, a savvy scientist or or some doctor from somewhere broke this down and exposed them on that. And if that's the case, that's just unfortunate. That's just terrible. And, you know, and with me, when it comes to supplements, I don't put anything in my body without I talk to a Dr. Kristen Willemar or Dr. Daniel Amen. And I take supplements primarily for, you know, the you know the damage I had, you know, from brain and concussions and stuff like that, and which anybody puts a helmet on is going to have problems. I take supplements that are definitely pure in what they say in there because Dr. Amen is is a, uh, he is a fanatic in terms of his product being what it is, and he can't afford to have that. You see, I take a, I take, I take a, a supplement called Neurovite, which is a vitamin. I, I, I take a brain memory supplement, which, and I take high grade fish oil, and I take B12, and I take, <clears throat> and I take uh, high doses of vitamin C, and with that combination, with their guidance. That's what I take. And everything that they say is in there is in there because I feel the results. And it's very unfortunate that if the GNC is, was caught doing that and they got definite proof and all they got to do is break down the bottles and the pills and what's in there and break it down and show it, 
I think they got a real issue because if you're selling fake stuff to the public <laughs> and, and you're not getting the results in your body and your body performance, it's unbelievable. But I can tell you, the stuff that I take and the supplements I take is you can't you can't buy them in the store. The only way you can get them in person is through uh, the Dr. Amon Foundation and Dr. Amon's business. That is it, and that's what I take. And uh, and I don't put anything in my body unless I consult these people because it's got to because all the stuff that I take has to blend and mix uh, in what I take and for my body performance and how I feel every day. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if people psychologically hook about you know well GNC is this and they said this and I mean come on if the results are not there I mean and some people they can tell right away oh this is not real this is not or oh, something's wrong with me. But if they're just putting fake stuff in there, or if they say it's 100% there and it's only 10%, that's terrible. And if they don't put it at all in there, that's 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 really fraudulent. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm the same way. I only, I only take one thing. I take something called Juice Plus, and, and I, I got onto that. Uh, you know, a friend told me about it, and... You know, I looked at all the, uh, the you know all the university studies on it that said it was what it was, and and, uh, and you know the uh, you know all the uh, peer review studies it showed it does what it does, and that and that's kind of what I went with. You know, so I agree with you. You, you a lot of times you don't know what you're getting, and you don't have any ways to to find out and back it up, and and uh, you know your health is uh, is very important, and you need to really take care of it. And so you know when you talk about Dr. Amen and, and the brain study uh, and which you were part of, and we're going to talk about your book. But, you know, for those new listeners, give us a little background on Dr. Eamon and how you got, got contact with him. Well, first of all, you know, uh, first of all, it happened with me. You know, I met a friend by the name and a colleague named Don Bockles, who was a pharmacy major at USC, and he worked at Cedar Sinai as a pharmacist, I understand. And uh, we had a conversation one day, you know, because I knew I was a gastric bypass patient, and I went through a lot with my health. I, was, I got up to 310 pounds. You know, I had sleep apnea, I had high blood pressure, I became a diabetic. And, uh, I mean, come on, I lost 110 pounds. You see how I look now. And uh, he said, well, okay, you, you solved that, you're looking good, but now what about your head? What about your brain? Have you ever thought about getting your brain scanned? And I said, I don't need a brain scan. He said, well, you ever heard of Dr. Daniel Amen? I said, no, I haven't. He said, well, he does brain imaging, and you need to go see him. You need to get your brain scanned. I thought, you know something, Don, you're out, you're out of your mind. You're a nut. I'm not doing that. Well, I had an incident at my house, locking my door, forgetting how I, did I lock it? Did I keep it? Did I lock it? Did it unlock? Then I had a problem on the four on the 405 freeway one day where I just went blank. I went blank. Yeah. I came to, and I realized, wait a minute, something's going on with this. And I pulled to the side of the road. And I said, you know something, I need to do something. I called Don and said, you know something, you need to help me set this up and introduce me to Eamon. And that's how it happened. And I went in that Damon's office, and he asked me, uh, uh, and I don't even know if Eamon really knows everything what happened to me and stuff. And he, he might be hearing this for the first time. But anyway, I knew I had some issues. And he asked me, you know, how do you, he, he asked me and said, that, uh, how many concussions do you think you had? I said, well, I know I had two. Well, you had three. And we found it. And he said, you know, semantic, based on the ionization of your brain and where it's going, you had the brain of an 85-year-old man, and you were headed for pre-dementia. That means pre-Alzheimer's. Right. I said, a brain of an 85-year-old man? Are you serious? And I thought I was a sharp man, you know, and, and, and sharp, even though I 
took him blows, taking blows to the head, high school, college, and the pros. And uh, he said, "No, you you have an aging brain, and uh, and uh, and you need to be on our program." And that's how it all started. And then all after that, I uh, introduced him to the NFL Player Association of the Southern California Division. And one thing led to another, and he set up a study. And, and me being the first guy of 114 guys, 115 guys, that's why. And, and he, he he complimented me, said that, uh, he said, well, and, and people read that in my forward in the book, uh, Kickoff Concussion. He calls me the father of his brain study. <laughs> I mean, so that's complimentary from him, but also it, it helped with some of the colleagues that I played played with and played against in terms of the, the seriousness of concussion and what it does to you. And uh, I can tell you that uh, that I've improved considerably since 2007. Here it is, 2015, and I've been on the on the supplements religiously all these years. Right. And I've stated, and I can see the difference. And I can tell you, when I went off a little bit one time and forgot my supplements, I felt the difference. That was early on in the game, but I'm sure if something happened like that again, you know, it will be okay because it's been in my system, it's been working, and the whole deal. But I don't really, I take, I take my supplements everywhere I go. That's yeah. how I started. And, and it's increased. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't know if this is true. And so, but Dr. Amen is the guy that I believe, along with Dr. Bennett Amalo, who found the ETC that creates the problems with the brain and staining and whatever, because I'm not a doctor. I just know it's damaging. Right. And, I, and, and, and people dispelled it, but these people are leading guys in their areas in this serious situation with, 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 with brain injuries. And uh, what I like to see with the supplements that I take, I would love to see the NFL embrace this supplement program along with hyperbaric treatment. A lot of people think it's hokey pokey. It's not. It works. And I believe, and I've always tell people, if you're going to your, get your brain kicked in playing football, you need to be taking this man's supplements. And he has, he's the only one that has a comprehensive, comprehensive supplement program in the country. And I don't know why uh, people don't embrace it. But I think it's coming. The... Uh... Of all the people that he, uh, you know, he's uh, done his brain scans on and stuff like that, does he bring bring you guys back in after a certain period of time and rescan the brain brain and show you where the improvements have been? Well, he's, he's done it with me. I can't speak for anybody else, but yeah. he's definitely looked at mine and he he, you know, uh, he sees tremendous improvement and and I feel better and I've seen improvement. Yeah, you know, so major improvement with me. And you're constantly, you know, you're constantly, you're constantly rehabbing your brain because it took the years to destroy it. It's going to take some time to bring it back. You can rehab it, but you got to stay religiously on it. You got to be very conscious of it. You can't take, you know, you can't skip. You got to, you got to do it every day, every day. And I, and I'm the, I'm the living witness of that. So based on his diagnosis, I've done well. Wow. You're listening to Swoops World on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with Anthony Davis, a USC and NFL great, five-time national champion. AD, you know, let's talk about the NFL a bit. You know, they, they, they go through a lot of the, the – they're revamping a lot of the rules. They're trying to make the game safer. They're trying to prevent certain injuries. They Now they have what they call their concussion protocol. Uh, you know, they'll take a look at a guy and decide whether or not he can go back in the game. We, we saw somebody go back in the game uh, during the Super Bowl who may have been questionable. Um, but but uh, 
do you do you think they're ever going to embrace uh, something like this? Uh, to, you know, to keep track of guys and and uh, kind of make sure that they you know they protect their brains uh, over the, over the course of a, a career. You know, so let me say this: I, I believe the NFL needs to 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 first of all. I mean, I think Dr. Damon is wonderful. I think they need to embrace this man. I think they need to talk to him about his supplement program, his hyperbaric program. And I believe that every ball player in the National Football League, even to the collegiate level, should have his brain scanned every year, especially the ones who sustain serious concussion. And I believe that if the NFL can do that, they can stop a lot of this liability. They can protect their brand because as as he is now, you know, now people are suing them. Certain players are doing that. They had a major lawsuit about that. And I believe what they should do, instead of to expose themselves to all the liability, what they should do is give every former player lifetime medical. Look, listen, they made $12 billion or whatever, 11 12 whatever respectively. They made that kind of money last year. Can't you help the ball players who helped you get that brand? That, that brand? I mean, if these guys are going to get their brains kicked in, they should need to be on a supplement program, hyperbaric program, and, and consulting with all the doctrine leak with a gentleman by the name of Dr. Daniel Amen, and they're not doing that. They need to do that. Why they haven't, I don't know, but they're going to come to some conclusion because, you know, it, it's going to get worse. I mean, because every game somebody has a concussion, right. as you see. And like you saw, this, you saw that it was a question they could bring him back. Was it Edelman? Was that his name? Yeah. Edelman who came yeah. in there for the Patriots, mm-hmm. came back in the game. He had a concussion. Right. You saw how he, you see how he got hit and he, he stumbled and couldn't get up. <laughs> I mean, come on. Even though even though he, he he played decent after that that collision he had, but still, I'm sure he had a concussion after the game. Well, here's a question I have: uh, if if the if the league is not ready to embrace this, there is a players' association, uh, and the players' association is, is a powerful union. Uh, right. Why why are why haven't they uh, made strides in, uh, in this in this arena? I have no clue. First of all, what I would do, what I would do is the, is the player association head. I'd contact Dan, Dr. Daniel Ainer, ASAP. I would start the discussion with him, period. Like I said, he is the only one in the country, in my opinion and what I know, that having the best supplement program in the country. And what I, and I, and I, and what I would suggest the player association to do is to do and sit down and study what he has because if you're going to get your brain kicked in, you should be on this man's supplement and none of his program because it helps. Now, I don't know how true this is. And I understand that Ray Lewis is on the product now, and he's in a hyperbaric chamber. That's very smart on Ray's behalf if that is the truth. Right. So I'm just saying that every player should be studying Amen, getting involved and discussing this stuff with everyone in that field. And if they don't, they're missing out and they're hurting themselves. Because I can tell you, I've seen former players that I've known. I met a guy that didn't even know who I was, forgot who I was. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it was a sad situation. I won't mention his name, but I'm just telling you that, and you know about the guys who have committed suicide. You talk, you know about the Mike Webster. You know about Dave Durst. You know about Andre Waters. You, and definitely the, the ladies of the junior sale. And there's been others that we that's not newsworthy that are having issues and big-time problems just like these guys had. Right. So, 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 yeah, we can look at the brand of the National Football League. 
we can look at the Super Bowls, the Pro Bowls, and this and, and, and all pro and this and that. But you don't realize anybody puts a helmet on their head is going to have some kind of brain trauma. Well, you and, know, it, and, it, and it varies from player to player, some less, some worse. What might have to happen is, is you know, these guys, you know, they take care of themselves on, on an individual basis in the off season or even during the season. You know, if they got, a, you know, they have a messed up elbow, they go see somebody and take a look at it and stuff, and they do sure. pre- they do preventative stuff. They might have to might have to start on an individual level and taking care of yourself and, and taking care of your brain on your own. And, uh, and if enough guys start doing that and, and, the, and the word starts getting out, then that kind of puts pressure on the uh, the uh, Players Association or the league to kind of do something in, in, on, a ma- on a major scale. But I think maybe some of these guys might have to start uh, making those phone calls on their own and just kind of protecting themselves and we'll see how they start to feel better and see what they discover. Well, here's the deal. And I hope I hope some former players will listen, listen to this interview tonight. I'm going to say to you, colleagues past and present, I'm going to tell you, no one escapes brain trauma. When you put a helmet on your head, that's like an egg in a bowl and it shakes. It'll shake, shake, shake till it comes out. And that's when you have the problem. If you're going to play the game, be very aware of it. Play hard, but realize what you're doing. Just like boxers and anything else. Yeah. Soldiers, boxers, hockey players, soccer players, whatever. Anybody who has contact with that brain, you're going to have issues. So be preventative and think about it. And, and you got to know know the consequences when you play the game. Don't go in. Not, now it's been so much said about it, so much data, data out now. you got to know if you go in this game, it's a beautiful game, but it's a dangerous game. You need to be aware and you need to start preparing and helping yourself. Yeah. Because in the longer you play, the more the trauma. <laughs> and, 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 of course, the whole body gets beat up, but the main thing is the head. If the head of the snake is bad, the body's bad. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You could be a you could be a walking bronze, but if that head's not right, that's nothing but a pile of meat. True that, man. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about another sport that you were pretty damn good at. Uh, let's talk about baseball. I mean, you're hearing a lot about uh, the Yankees this year. You hear about uh, Alex Rodriguez trying to get a spot back on the team and uh, served a suspension. Uh, a guy that, uh, you know, it's one thing for, you know, when a, a superstar shows up at a team uh, just coming from another team or a crosstown rival or whatever. When you had a guy of his caliber, even though he's, you know, he's, 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 you know, he's the latter part of his career, he's, he's, you know, he's up in the older ranges there, coming back after that turmoil and that suspension, does it affect the locker room at all? Does it affect the chemistry of the team? First of all, look at me. Look at the kind of money the man has made. Number one, and the, and the perception is that the, the the numbers he was putting up that they were tainted tainted numbers that he cheated. So I don't care if it's his locker room, locker rooms everywhere else. Of course they're going to feel that, and they're going to see resentment. And he's making that kind of money, but you cheated to get those numbers. That's the perception. See, the perception is he he's not what he really is. If you guys, if you got a guy, you've ever guys eating greens and potatoes. And he's eating cookies and milk and taking the supplements like and taking that legal stuff, juicing up. Of course, somebody's going to have problems with that. Of course, it is. I mean, that locker room can't feel good about him walking in there knowing that he stood out there and told people and lied to everyone about what he was doing, and been in the knowledge he's been in the league. I mean, I could tell you 
I was switch-hitting power hitting, hit the ball over 400 feet, and all I was doing was eating greens and hot dogs and hamburgers. <laughs> I don't know if that was blessed genetically and whatever, but, I mean, you know, I never took anything. And anybody who's suspected of taking anything, they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. He doesn't deserve the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Everybody else has been caught that doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Do you think? So I'm just thinking. So, huh, excuse go ahead, me? Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. finish. I, I, I got a question. I, 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 just, I, I just believe it's going to be a problem in the locker room wherever he is, whether he, he finishes out with the Yankees or goes somewhere else. If he's going to be perceived as a cheater and a liar. I mean, that's what it is. Now, if there's something going on that we don't know about, we need to see it. But based on all the reports and what he said, what he's done, and everybody who's come forward and said what he's done, I mean, I don't even know how a man can look at people. In the, I don't know how you walk in a locker room and look at my teammates in the in the eye and still perform with these guys. Now, that would bother me. That would bother me. That would be on my conscience, period. Okay, I mean, yeah, okay, you can go on the field. And every time you hit a home run, well, is he juiced up? <laughs> I mean, okay, and if he doesn't hit any home runs, well, see, he's not on the juice. And then when you get older, and if you're not taking enhancing performing uh, these, 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 uh, these, these drugs and stuff, people are going to figure, well, see, he, he can't do it because his reactions are off, his, hand, his eye-hand coordinator is off because he's, he's been used to being on substance. And that's what's going to happen. That's my opinion. Now some guys can walk in and say, "Hey, man, that's that's Alex Rodriguez. This is what I this is what I'm going to do. I can can't I can, I'm not going to be concerned about him. I'm going to worry about taking care of me." Right. But if but if teammates figure that he becomes a liability, and he's not playing up to the position, or he's not playing up to his offense and what he's what he's known to be doing, and then now, if he goes clean, is he still going to be the Alex Rodriguez when he was on PEDs? I mean, so it's, it's going to be a lot of things running through people's mind. Some people are going to take the high road and say, you know, so that's his problem. I'm going to be focused on what I have to do. And, and, and eventually the, the, the Yankees or whoever, the, the professionals are analyzing this guy, they'll make the decision whether he should be on the team or not. But they got issues, okay, how are they going to pay this guy? Or, or, or are they trying to, to figure out a loophole to get out of paying him? So those are the things that the Yankee organization has to work on. But – of course, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be split fifty fifty. Far as I'm concerned, the locker room's going to always know. Hey, man, he did something. And he did something that 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 is against the code of what we do. He cheated. When you talk about uh, you know, the substances, you know, and some of them are, are designed for performance enhancing, but some of these guys are like uh, the guy from the uh, the Brown, uh, Browns, I believe, it was his Josh Josh Gordon. He just got suspended for a year. Uh, he tested positive for alcohol. He's not supposed to have alcohol in his system, so it still hurts the team. Uh, it's not a performance enhancer, but still, uh, do guys look? Do, 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 does that upset the team chemistry and the players when you have a guy who who violates a rule uh, that puts him out of commission for a year? Well, of course, I believe there's other people doing it. They just haven't been caught. I and mean, since he's a big fish out there, he's a big name, and the scrutiny's really on him. I think it affects any locker room. Yeah, it's going to affect the Yankees, and especially with the Yankee, you know, traditions with with Ruth and with Mano and and, and all of the Yogi Bear and, and Roger Maris and and Elson Howard and Bernie Williams and and and, and now you know uh, uh, and all the greats have played for the Yankees. I mean, come on. I mean. And especially that organization, you know, I mean, all the all the Yankee greats, 
and he's going to be tabbed as one of those? I don't think so. I mean, I think I, I think it's going to be some issues where people are going to question anyway. I mean, how do you put a guy like that in the Hall of Fame, even with the numbers? I mean, so if they do that, you might as well. If you're going to put hit those guys in the Hall of Fame, or whoever's been caught doing that, you might as well put Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. So I'm just saying. So uh, he's never been known taking PEDs, right? But Alex has, and everybody else has been caught. We've been questioned, right? If you got if you got allegations and you got a cloud over your head, that's going to be a problem like that. That's my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me on that. You know, the flip side of that, because we've had we've had discussions similar to this uh, on the show on the whole cruise end. you know, some some people, and I agree too, that sometimes the league takes uh, some responsibility for this because when they were down in the dumps and the numbers were low, they they looked the other way when uh, McGuire and Sosa are, are are bringing the game back to life, hitting hitting the balls out of the park. You know, we're talking cork bats, we're talking guys on PEDs. Uh, the numbers, you know, the ratings went up. Uh, people got back interested, you know, after after a couple of strikes or whatnot, and uh, and abbreviated seasons. And the, the league looked the other way, and knowing, you know, they had to know. I mean, all the signs were there, uh, but uh, now revenue's coming in, and then after they built built their their brand back up, then they uh, they come down hard, uh, and then we see some inconsistency there. Well, it's inconsistency there, but the league knew they were doing. They turned the eye. Well, that's just on them too. Yeah. But that's why it goes back to yesterday, like the Willie Mays and the Hank Aarons and 